We do not claim any rights to any audio clips taken from other media used in our podcast. These belong to the studios and creators that made the characters and stories portrayed in the clip, and we have only used these clips for entertainment and reference purposes. Beverly Hills 90210 is rated TV 14. We will not be using explicit language, but many topics discussed in this podcast may not be suitable for children under 14. Hey there, everyone. This is Rebecca. I'm the mom. And I'm her daughter, Hannibal. Everybody, as of right now, we have a spoiler warning in effect. So if you haven't watched the episode, go watch it now and then come back and watch the podcast episode. Unless you don't care about spoilers, then just keep listening. But we want to let you guys know, as of now, we will be talking about important plot points. All right, so here we are. Season 1, episode 15. Another week here at Back to the Peach Pit. Yeah. Do we have any announcements today, Mom? I don't think so. Don't believe so? No. Alright, so today's episode is titled Fling in Palm Springs. It did have a slightly different episode title on Hulu. I don't know why they change the episode titles sometimes, but Mm -hmm. I went with the official title of Fling in Palm Springs. I like that. Okay, so I'm going to read the Hulu description, and fans, if you remember last week, uh, Hannibal and I, after, let's see, 14 episodes of complaining about the Hulu descriptions, I've challenged my daughter, who is a writer in her... I am a writer, so, and I enjoy writing things like synopsises for different stories that I write, and so I decided that we, I would take on the challenge of every week, I'm going to start writing my own synopsis without reading the Hulu description. Yes, so I don't know, have you even read the Hulu description one for this week at all? Nope. All right, that's exciting. So I'm going to read you the Hulu description, and then Miss Hannibal will read her description. Now, we are still toying with the idea of submitting her descriptions to IMDb for IMDb user-submitted descriptions. So we do have an IMDb account for our Back to the Peach Pit page. If we choose to do that, we'll let you guys know. All right. David invites Steve, Kelly, and Donna to his grandparents' luxurious Palm Springs home for President's Day weekend. He is embarrassed to find that his grandparents, who he believed were on a cruise, are actually at home. I'm really glad you wrote a description because yeah, that's I hated very, that one. That's a very bad description. Oh, Come on, Hulu. As far as what happens in the whole episode. Get that's your like act together. one of the three plot lines. Right. Like, I'm excited to hear yours. Will you read it for us? All right. Here's my description for the episode. A three-day weekend for President's Day means the students of West Beverly High all decide to migrate to Palm Springs for a weekend full of excitement and a few surprises that turn the trip into something unexpected. Meanwhile, Brandon gets stuck working the peach pit all weekend and meets a customer that changes his perspective on a few things. Wow. (laughs) All right, and listeners, that's it for today. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Like, to sum up, let's just do that and call it good. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, as I've said before, my daughter is a good writer. <laughs> I'm not a good speaker. I'm like, oh. But this this girl, she can write. Thanks. And that was very good. Very well done. Thank I like you. it. I like it. Thanks. Are we actually ready to start the episode now? I think so. Let's get Fantastic. into it. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, we start off, and it kind of, it's in this dark park-looking You know, the sun is down. It's very clearly nighttime. And then we come into Dylan's car and we see him and Brenda making out in a park. Of course, because they're teenagers. Of course. That are dating. That's just what teenagers do. Yeah. They just make out in the car. He's trying really hard to talk her into going all the way. He's tired of waiting, as teenage boys do. They've been going out for two months. It's like, two months, really, buddy? That's it? That's it? Yeah. So, (laughs) she says she's going to Palm Springs this weekend, and he says that he could get them a room in Palm Springs, but her parents think that she's there with Kelly and Donna. Hmm. So, that could be interesting. All right. (laughs) So, we go to the Walsh house, and 
they're asking Brenda, like, are you sure this is a good idea? There's not going to be any adults there. I'm not sure how comfortable we feel with this. And when Brenda's like, anybody who's anybody goes to Palm Springs this weekend. Then Brandon chimes in with the fact that he doesn't get to go because Nat's sister is sick. So Brandon has to work the peach pit all weekend. So all of West Beverly High, it sounds like, or at least a lot of the Beverly Hills teenagers are heading out to Palm Springs for President's Day weekend because apparently that's a big thing they do. Yeah. At least the cool crowd. I mean, I don't know if At least the cool crowd. Yeah. Because I'm sure there's a lot of kids that don't, but anybody who matters to these, you know, people. Speaking of status symbols, Brandon chimes in with this ad that he found for a guy who redoes and remodels and puts together old classic cars. And he's saying how he needs a new car, and he's trying to convince his dad that his dad should try to help him buy that kind of car. And it's like $25,000. That's a lot more money than a teenager should be wanting to spend on a car. Yeah, for sure. That's ridiculous. And they're trying to kind of, you know, ease him off of that and say that's way too much money. But he seems to have this idea that because of, he mentions Dylan and the fact that Dylan's dad bought him the Porsche and that kind of is like his status symbol and Brandon Mm. wants one and his dad is saying no. (laughs) Did they ever say what kind of car it was? I don't remember. Mm -mm. They just, they just said that it was a classic car. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So from a parent's perspective, I don't blame his dad at all to be like, uh, no. You're not getting a $25,000 car. No, 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 no. No, no. Um, what we did with our kids, listeners, is both of you and your sister, Hannibal, we told you guys that whatever, however much you guys put into it, we would match it dollar for dollar. Yep. And we called it Dave Ramsey's 401 Dad Plan. Yep. And we did put a cap on it. It would be up to $4,000. Yes, so if I saved $4,000, I could get an $8,000 car. Now, to be fair, neither of my daughters saved that much money for a car. No, no. My first car was $1,000 total. Yeah. Not both of us. Total. (laughs) Hannah wasn't very good at saving money. She was a spender. I prefer to spend money. So I kind of get where Brandon is coming from as far as the, you see a thing and it's a cool thing and you just like, why can't I have the cool thing? And I've got really good at saying no. Yeah. Yeah. But he seems to feel... Like, he's not as high on the totem pole because he doesn't have a car right now. Well, you know, you shouldn't have driven drunk, buddy. Yep. Just saying. Just saying. All right, so then we're back at school here, and Scott and David are walking along talking about Magic Mountain this weekend, and it's going to be so great. They have these passes. They're going to get to ride all the rides (laughs) over and over again. That sounds like a great weekend. I don't know what... <laughs> I totally would have gone with the Magic Mountain weekend. Just I, saying. Yep, I would have gone to that. So then Steve walks up. Hmm. David starts talking with Steve. Scott walks off because he's like, done. Well, it was more like David literally jumped out of his conversation with Scott <laughs> to go talk with Steve. Fair point. Which, if I were Scott, I'd be a little bit upset that David keeps ditching him. Right? Scott has been his best friend forever. Yes. And he's suddenly ditching him for these cooler older kids. Mm -hmm. So sad. So sad. But, so David's talking to Steve, and Steve is upset that his mom is having the um, Palm Springs house fumigated. So after Steve has been talking up this trip, and they were all going to stay at his, you know, their Palm Springs house... Mm -hmm. Now they can't go, and Steve's just... Which also, if his mom has been living in Beverly Hills for as long as she probably has, shouldn't she know that, like, everyone goes to Palm Springs for President's Day weekend? She's probably a bit oblivious about what the teenagers do. Yeah, it's kind of like a mini spring break, it seems like. Yeah, it's a three-day weekend. Yeah, kind of like here, if it's snowy and there's a three-day weekend, everyone goes skiing. Yes, the ski resorts are packed those weekends. Yeah, I I guess that makes sense. But still, why wouldn't you just wait until, like, during the week when you know that there's nothing going on? I suspect she either didn't want Steve and his friends there, or she just totally didn't think about it. I feel like she probably just didn't think about it. Probably. 
So pretty quickly here, David just like drops the idea of spending the weekend with Scott and starts very quickly. Yeah. Starts telling Steve about his grandparents' house in Palm Springs. Which I think he probably saw it as his opportunity. Oh, yeah. He for sure did. For sure. So he's now offering up his grandparents' Palm Springs house because they're going to be on a two-month worldwide cruise. Which, I want to go on a two-month worldwide cruise. I want to go on a world cruise. That'd be awesome. That would be so fun. But then the cutest thing happens. I just, I am growing to love Donna's character more and more with each I episode. I love Donna. Donna, we're not going to Europe. You don't need three bags. I have to dress up to the guys we meet. I mean, high school guys, college guys, grad school guys, dropout guys. You cannot dress the same for all guys. I loved at the end there when she finishes all of that, she does this little like head shake of just like, ah, no. no. <laughs> I just, I loved it because also that's how I pack for not the guys part, but the, no. the pack for any kind of situation and pack way too much. That's how I pack for vacations. It's I may like, have taught her to do that listeners. I'm... What if it's snowing? What if it's raining? What if it's warm? What if you, there's a pool? What if like you have to plan for everything? I feel like I should apologize to your husband. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. It's okay. <laughs> he's he's probably fine. I hope... Well, you guys haven't gone on a vacation together no, yet. No, we haven't yet. We well, because you guys got married in 2020 was happening, so... Yeah, we kind of got married during a pandemic, so our honeymoon was like three days long at a hotel in the next town over. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That was it. We had we had a tub jacuzzi in our room. That was really cool. Nice. We watched TV for three days. That was sweet. So normal life. Watching so TV. Normal life just in a hotel. <laughs> Anyhow, once the pandemic is done and travel is back to being a thing again, I feel like I should sit down with your husband and be like, you him. need to be aware of the situation. I have trained you to be prepared for all circumstances. Yes. We're hoping to take some kind of summer trip. That'll be fun. Yeah. All right, back to the peach. Back pit. to the peach pit. <laughs> so David runs up to the gang and it's like, "Yay! I'm going really looking forward to this weekend." And they're just appalled. They're all just kind of like, oh. the looks on their faces. I took some screen grabs because it was just too funny. Yeah, and poor and Steve is just standing there like, "Yeah, I'll explain this later." <laughs> yeah. Just he's standing there and it's. He'll explain later, but all the girls are just like, David's coming? They did not look happy about this. No, but then they later get to find out David's not just coming, they're staying with David. Yeah. Oh, fun. So then we move on and we see Brandon working at the Peach Pit and, you know, just working his normal shift and talking with customers, which I assume are regulars. And there's this little kid sitting at the counter who has apparently been taking a long time to order. His name is Curtis. And Brandon recognizes him. He seems to be in there regularly without a parent, which as a teacher, I'm sitting there like, where is the adult supervision for this child? <laughs> Why is this like seven-year-old child or younger sitting in a restaurant by himself? And so I was a little confused at that point. But they talk about this bracelet that Brandon's wearing because Curtis tries to tell him that um, only girls wear bracelets, and it's apparently some kind of friendship bracelet that Brandon has. I don't know what friend nope. he had this friendship bracelet with. I'm gonna guess it's none of his friends in Beverly Hills. Yeah, they never specified They who. never specified. He just said it was a Guatemalan friendship bracelet. Yeah. Yeah. For all we know, Brenda made it for him. That sounds like a young Brenda kind of thing. And he's just kept it because it was like, Because it's, oh, Brenda. it's Brenda. Yeah. I could see that. And it's, and it's kind of cool looking. I mean... It's it's little yarn. It's just a little yarn bracelet. Just, yeah, it's not that super special, but for little kids, a friendship bracelet is a big deal. Yes, it so is. So Curtis notices that and asks about it, and but so they discuss the friendship bracelet, and Curtis finally orders, and Brandy goes to get his order put in. So then the scene changes, and the rest of the group is arriving in Palm Springs. And just out of curiosity, I did a little Google map thing, 
and the distance from Palm Springs to Beverly Hills is 120 miles. So it's a decent... That's a decent trip. Yeah, especially when you're having to, you know, a lot of that is going through traffic of Beverly Hills and L.A. And probably a lot that. of stop-and-go traffic. I'm guessing it probably took them, like, three hours. Yeah, and Steve said there. that they were leaving, like, right after school. Yeah. So David is, they're driving along, David has his video camera sticking out of the car. All of the other cars seem really excited, waving at the camera and Well, screaming. they probably yeah. don't realize that it's just this freshman dork no. who has a camera. They think it's like a... Like it's a, all about perspective. Yeah. Because to Steve, David's That could have been this, the title of this episode. It's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah. So to Steve, David is this dorky little freshman. But to everyone else... They see a big camera, and they're like, ooh, everyone's heading out to Palm Springs, and just, someone's got a camera. Even the girls in the car behind, you know, our our girls. Yeah. You see Kelly and Donna and Brenda just waving at the and camera. Like, and, and, like, yeah, initially they seemed kind of that, like, this wasn't what we were expecting when they find out David's coming. But yeah. then once he's there, they're polite with him. They're like, you know what, but we're going to make the most of this weekend, however it ends up being. Yeah, yeah. So they all stop at a gas station. David meets this chick who says her name was Tuesday. Tuesday. Interesting. All right. Either she's completely full of it or her parents were really strange people. I don't know. Did you see her and some of her friends? Touche. Touche. It's possible that she was just named Tuesday. Very possible. Very possible. But this is when Kelly and Steve talk a little bit. Yeah. As they're getting gas. And she's uh, she's expressing her frustration that David is there. And Steve thinks about, well, don't worry, I'll lock him in the closet. And it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. But yet, Kelly, weren't you just like five minutes ago in driving time, maybe 30 seconds ago, screen time, laughing and waving at the camera? Like, well, I think ah. it was probably that they probably were having conversations like, oh my gosh, he's such a dork. Yeah. That's probably what they were laughing about. I think she just, she's a chameleon personality. Yeah. She morphs to be like whoever she's around. And when she was around Donna and Brenda in the car and they were laughing and they were like, whatever, it's David, wave and laugh. It's funny. And so Kelly then morphs into that. And then when she's around Steve, who clearly is like, Still annoyed. Yeah. I'm waiting for when that turns around. Because I know that these two characters are going to have to interact for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the whole show is just going to be a lot of David being a dork and Steve being mean to him for it. We're seeing less and less of that. We're seeing less of it. And it's becoming more and more just kind of like, oh, he's a little irritating. Kind of like he will for like a friend. Yeah, for, like, a younger friend or, like, a little sibling yeah. that, like, is just all, always bounding up, like, hi, how are you doing today? Like, a little puppy. And he's just like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Well, Tuesday thinks that David is cute, and she says she's going to bring some friends to see them tomorrow. Cool. So he's apparently inviting strangers to his grandparents' house. Which? For hanging out. For, yeah. And, yeah. I don't know. David has an interesting mindset about how this weekend is going to go. Yeah. So Brenda arrives at the Desert Palm Mirage. Dylan's not there. And she is talking with the guy at at the front desk and realizing that it may have been a different hotel. She's got the wrong place. Yikes. She suddenly can't remember what the name of it was. The guy at the desk is very irritated because yes. he's got probably floods of people coming in floods all day of long. Teenagers. Floods of teenagers and college kids all day long yeah. coming in. So I'm sure he's just kind of like, oh great, another one. And so he's not super polite about it, which I didn't really appreciate that he was being rude to my Brenda. <laughs> like, I get that she was being a little bit all over the place, but be polite. <laughs> Put your customer, customer service, service voice. Whoa. Put your customer service voice on, like, a good front desk worker. Yes. Anywho. (laughs) But she starts digging in her purse trying to see if she can find, like, she wrote down the right hotel name and the address and everything, but she's lost her wallet. She doesn't have it. She doesn't know where Kelly and Donna are. They were just driving straight to David's house, Mm -hmm. and they were following David directing Steve. So she doesn't know where Kelly and Donna are. Nope. She doesn't have her wallet. She can't call home and ask her parents for help because they think she's with Kelly and Donna. Yeah, that would just be trouble waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. 
and she can't find a way to contact Dylan. Yeah. So, she is stuck. Yikes. Yeah. So, then we arrive at David's grandparents' house. Mm Mm-hmm. He's giving everybody a tour through the house, and he's trying so hard to talk it up like he is just Mr. Cool, and walking through the house, and then he's like, oh, and it gets better, or something like that. Takes him out to the back, and they're like, oh. There's a really cool pool. It's a really nice pool, and so that was the moment you see his friends go from like, all right, so like, it's a house. Is a, big, this is a kind of big pool. Okay, but we're still here with they David also, Silver. They also all grew up in kind of big houses, so yeah, they're sort of like, no big deal to them. they're like, all right, a big house. Cool. But they step out back and they see a really nice, really big pool. pool. Like Olympic size swimming pool. Like the pool. kind of pool you would host giant parties at. Yeah. 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 And they, you can see they're, they're kind of like, oh, okay. Like they, like, this like, is kind of cool. They're like, okay, if we invite a bunch of people here, or even if it's just us, we have a big pool to hang out with. Yeah. Even if we have to spend time with David. Then he's like, let me show you the best part. There's this hidden gem or something. I don't remember how he phrased it. Hidden little nook. Yes. And and starts taking up these little steps around some trees or some plants. And there's a hot tub up there. He's going to go show them. They round the corner. And his grandparents are there. In the hot tub. At least they're fully dressed. They're not like that couple that... (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) No, no, no. No, no. David didn't get scarred for life. No. But his grandparents are not on the cruise. No. Apparently. And they're very surprised to see him. Yes, they are. But it sounds like they got homesick on the cruise, and it was just a bunch of old people, which I thought was really funny that the old grandparents were saying it was just a bunch of old people. They're cool old people, though. They are. They are. So all the kids go inside, and they're like, we're going to get ice cream for the kids, and they're they're pulling out snacks and treats, and we're going to stay up late and talk. And the kids are kind of like, Oh, I'm not sure what to think of this. And David is over-the-top embarrassed, just like, oh my goodness. Well, because for him, this was supposed to be his big weekend. This was supposed to be the time where, okay, separate from school, he has an opportunity to hang out with this group where he's kind of the host. Yeah. And he gets to be the one who looks cool, and suddenly now they're stuck with his grandparents. Grandparents. Yes. Then we see Brenda at the payphone trying to call the other hotels in the area, and she can't find which one Dylan is at. They all seem to have similar names. They're all, they all have either Desert, Palm, or Mirage in the name, <laughs> as she says, and it makes it very difficult to figure out which one of these hotels Dylan is actually staying at. Yeah. The bellhop is walking by and hears her freaking out in the middle of the hallway like a crazy person. She's in a bit of a Brenda frantic moment. She's having a Brenda moment for sure. Yeah. And he checks if she's okay and she tells him that, like, the whole situation, she just dumps it on this stranger. (laughs) And he just, he offers for her to stay with him. Which, at first, I was kind of like, Brenda, don't go and stay with this random stranger. So weird. Don't do it, girl. But then later, you know, he's trying to be genuinely nice. Yeah. And I th- it was, I think it was good that somebody, at least, was helping her. Somebody was there looking out for her, <laughs> even if it wasn't the front desk people. Yeah. So then scene goes back to the peach pit. Where no time has passed. No time has passed. We're back immediately picking up where we left off before. Brandon and Curtis are there, and the kid is critiquing the food because he had just asked for it a specific Crispy, way. Crispy, not greasy. And he's critiquing it, of course. And this is where the clip from last week happens, where Andrea comes to the peach pit. It was... I remember Hannah was really confused last week when I played that, but now you get it. Yeah. It's just so cute that... This is the only time we see Andrea this whole episode. Yep. She's only here for a short time. She yep. just came to say hi to Brandon. But, yeah, she wanted to come and support him and say hi, and Mm -hmm. she meets Curtis, and... Curtis asks why she doesn't have a friendship bracelet, and when she says that she doesn't have one, he's like, oh, so you don't have friends then, because that's how (laughs) kid brains work. Yes. If you don't... If some person has a friendship bracelet, and they call it a friendship bracelet, and someone else does not have a friendship bracelet, but they're friends with them, then they don't have friends. (laughs) I love kid mentality. Oh, it's so fun. Okay, so Dylan then calls the Peach Pit. I thought that was a really safe way to contact Brandon. Yes, especially because it's clear that he knew that Brandon was working right now. Yeah. Obviously, that's why he wasn't hanging out with the whole crew over Palm Springs 
you know, President's Day weekend trip. And I wish Brenda had thought of that. Me too. Because could you imagine? So many problems. It would have solved so many problems if she had just gone back to that payphone, called Brandon at the Peach Pit. Yeah. Although chances are she might not have known the Peach Pit's number. Valid point. Dylan went there all the time because he's friends with Nat. So Dylan might have had the number so memorized. So Dylan had the number memorized, probably. Dylan was also in a hotel room, in a hotel, not at a payphone. So yeah. So he could probably, you know, call information and get the phone number. Yes. Brenda was pumping quarters in. She was, she was throwing quarters at that machine. But you know what? She also might not have had enough quarters to call back home. It was probably a long-distance call. Yeah. That well, costs but, more. Something yeah. you don't understand about payphones. Well, I mean, I I know that much. <laughs> so he says he's at the Desert Mirage. The Desert Mirage. Again, these names are very yes. similar. I don't Which blame her. Brenda had is currently at, I believe, the Desert Palm Mirage. Oof. She just accidentally added a word in there because it was a Palm Springs trip, and that's way too confusingly close of a name. Yeah. So the bellhop, whose name is Tom who had checked on Brenda earlier and offered his place for her to stay, ends up, she ends up saying no, and she doesn't go and stay with him. But she does end up staying in a broom closet at the hotel <laughs> that he gets her set up in. He pulls in one of the big, one of the cots that they use and unwraps it and sticks in there, and he ends up giving her his number and address in case she changes her mind yeah. or in case she needs anything. Because... He knows now that this girl pretty much has no contact with anybody that Mm. she knows right now. He seemed genuinely kind. I liked that. Yes, he was very genuinely kind and just trying to watch, trying to help her out however he could. And I really do appreciate that because Brenda needed somebody. Yeah. So now Brenda is spending her first night on her Palm Springs weekend in a broom closet. <laughs> Such a Brenda moment. Such a Brenda moment. Poor girl. Poor child. I mean, she's wanting this big weekend where she and Dylan are going to spend all this time together and her friends are all in this big fancy yeah. house with the pool. She's in a broom closet. <laughs> so then... <laughs> it goes back to the grandparents' place mm-hmm. and they are just doting on David, like oh my kissing his cheek. It's so just... sweet. And it seems like the other kids are kind of like, oh, how sweet. Because they're starting to soften, like, these are some... The, they love him. That's kind of Yes, and also sweet. because they're cool grandparents. They've got we all see these... that very quickly. They've got all these stories. They've got great snacks, and they're like, we'll invite a bunch of the... They know all the young people in the neighborhood. So, yeah! So they'll just invite everybody from the neighborhood for just a big Palm Springs pool party. Yeah. Then we see the next day, and Brenda somehow found enough quarters overnight to call home. And I think because she knew Brandon was going to be home at this point. Yes, because it was the next day. And so mom and dad answer, and oh yeah, everything's going great. We're having a great time. Is Brandon there? there? And as soon as Brandon gets on, (laughs) just verbal vomit comes pouring out of her. Did you clip this? Because I would have loved to... Oh, I didn't. Oh, my goodness. That would have been a funny one. That would have been a fun clip of just Brenda just immediately like, Oh, yeah, we're having a great time. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm at the wrong hotel. I don't know where Dylan is staying. (laughs) And Kelly and Don, I don't know where they are. And... and I'd much rather hear you do it. It's really funny. And then then just at the end, And if you tell Mom and Dad, I will kill you. And then just, Oh, my God. She's having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> he does such a good job of covering for her. It's such a good sibling <laughs> moment again. I just couldn't stop laughing at that sibling interaction because yes. neither Abigail or I were ever the kind of people who had times where we were trying to sneak around. But it was like, there were a couple times where it was just like, I'm talking to you specifically because I don't want to share this with someone else. And then it's like... Yeah, this is totally what we talked about. Like when someone else jumps into a conversation. Too funny. Gotta watch out for your sibling. So Brandon tells her the name of Dylan's hotel, the actual name of the actual hotel. Yes. And he tells her where Kelly and Donna are staying. So that way... She has the information she needs. Yeah. And I kind of got that like little suspicious feeling from Brandon. Like he's kind of hoping that she's going to go and with Kelly Kelly and Donna and not go to Dylan's hotel. (laughs) I know that they're twins, and he's already done his thing, but it's his sister, and he's very protective of her. Yes. So that was really cute. 
So back at the grandparents' place, Tuesday and her friends all show up. And they are very not Beverly Hills. Yeah, they are not what Steve was expecting. No. When he's like, ooh, Tuesday's going to bring a couple of her friends for me. Then one of them has a nose ring chain to an earring. Yeah, they're very... Goth. Metal. Goth. Yeah. Something like that. I took a couple screen grabs. I'll pick the best one and put it in the blog so that if you didn't watch this episode fresh and you're just kind of listening on memory, you can get an idea of what we're talking about better. Yeah. Now we see Brenda actually gets to the right hotel and she, so she goes to the front desk and figures out which room is Dylan so she can finally go and show up. She gets to the door and he hugs her in the doorway and then she looks over his shoulder and sees a girl in his room. Ooh. Yeah. And she doesn't believe him when he, he continually, he keeps saying that nothing happened. Nothing happened. Yes, she... He says that nothing happened, and she does not believe him and swears that she never wants to see him again. Oof. Ooh, boy. Now, dramatic Brenda, perhaps you could have settled down for two seconds and had a conversation. What? No. But also, Dylan, really? What did you expect her to think if you have a girl in your room? Yeah. Goodness. (sighs) Should we go to a break? Let's do it. I think it's about time for one. We'll be right back. All right, so we're back from break. We're back. I ate a banana. I feel a little more energized now. I got a drink of water. Yes, take a drink of water. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, listeners, if you've heard us say that before, (laughs) it was one of our first few episodes. It was our very first episode. Was it? We were trying to get started, and I could not stop giggling when we were starting our little, our normal intro. I just couldn't stop laughing and couldn't get the first line of the first episode of our (laughs) podcast out. And so I was like, I need some water. Maybe some water will help. And mom over here just said, take a drink of water. And she clipped it. And now she like sends it to me sometimes. I'm just like, take a drink of water. (laughs) Just to remind you, you know, it's a mom thing. (laughs) But it's just this funny little joke we have of just because we had to clip that of her saying that in an episode, it's just no, sort of just stuck it all now. The time. It's kind of our thing. <laughs> so, real quick, I did think of another announcement that Ooh. we forgot to put at the beginning, and oh, well, well, it's the beginning of the second half, so let's mention it now. Totally works. We have seen on our podcast analytics, Okay, I was just showing them to Hannibal on the break as well, make sure that she understood all of them with me. We have a lot more listeners in the last couple weeks. Yeah, we have. We've gotten then, a lot more. Yeah. So whoever you guys are, thank you. Welcome. Um, <laughs> if you've gone back to listen from the beginning, I'm sorry. <laughs> going to continue those, to apologize for that. <laughs> those early ones were rough. Yeah. And something else I kind of forgot, we forgot to mention last week. It, we are back to recording on the PC again. Yeah. No, I think you did mention it last week briefly. Well, if I did or didn't, guess what? We're back to recording on the PC again. (laughs) My wonderful husband fixed the fan issue on our PC, so we no longer have a small engine airplane sound taking off from (laughs) our recording room. Yeah, that's not good. It's fabulous. (laughs) So if you're listening to us now, our sound quality issues are, knock on wood, (laughs) a thing of the past. And we have struggled through crazy things of... Getting this thing off the ground. Yeah. You know, technology has bit us in the butt a few times, but we've learned along the way. Mm -hmm. And if you're joining us now, thank you. Welcome. We would love for you to go and whichever social media service is your favorite platform. We're on it. We're there. Well... Not all of them, but most of them. Most We're of them. on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All at back to the number two, back to the peach pit. Yep, you can find us in all of them. So we would love for you to like us, follow us, whichever option it is on whichever place. Our email address, so in case yep. anybody wants to drop us an email, if you want to touch base with what you're hearing about, we would love to hear from you. Back to the peach pit at gmail.com. Pretty simple. We like to keep it simple around here. Mm-hmm. Makes and, us easy to find. Yeah. And our blog site, backtothepeachpit.weebly.com. 
And again, all of those are the number two, not the word two. Yes. And we would love to hear from you guys and hear what you think about each of our episodes. If Even if it's critical, even if you're like, you guys talk too much about this. I don't even care. I would love to hear from you right. guys because I just want to know who all of these listeners that I see all on the analytics, but I would love to hear from you guys. So I did get one person who messaged me privately okay. that I wanted to share with you, Hannah Bell. Okay, fun. So her name is Sheila. Hi, Sheila. Hi, Sheila. Um, <laughs> she told me the episode a couple weeks ago when we were talking about gross sobbing, gross crying. Okay. And how we do not cry pretty. No. And Kelly cries really pretty. Kelly cries really pretty. So Sheila messaged me and was telling me how... She thought that was just so funny because she also is a gross crier. Just <laughs> ugly crier. That's the word we use. Ugly crying. Yes. Sheila was also an ugly crier. And how Sorry she to was, call you out, Sheila. <laughs> you know, it's great. We're there with you, girl. And she was just very amused. She was cleaning house and listening to us, and she said she was just laughing so hard oh my at us talking about ugly crying. Well, that's fun. I was half tempted to reply back with a picture of me that your photographer took at your wedding. Complete ugly crying, but I couldn't I couldn't do it. <laughs> I want I loved your photographer. She was wonderful, but I did not love my ugly cry face. <laughs> it's not fun to get your cry face photographed. No. Because it's never no. good. You're always conscious of it. <laughs> but that's great to hear from you, Sheila. Touch base. Let us know. Even little things like that. It mm -hmm. just makes our day when we know that our listeners are enjoying what we're saying. Also, before we get back to it, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, we would really appreciate some rates and reviews. We currently have six ratings and two reviews. We would love to see those numbers go up to actually help us find new listeners and help other listeners find us. Yeah. And to help us know how well you guys are enjoying what we're putting out. Yeah. Of the six that we have, five of them are five-star reviews. One of them is a four-star, but I get it. We, we've had struggles. <laughs> I don't blame you. That's reasonable. That's fine. But we do see that most of you do listen to us on Apple. So please just give us that quick little five-star, maybe write up a little bit. Should we get back to it for real now? I think so. All right. They're probably done listening to us ramble about things. Us ramble? <laughs> now. What? No. <laughs> So, back to the episode. Brenda is walking through the hallways of this hotel after storming out <laughs> away from Dylan, and she's talking out loud to herself like a crazy person, to the point where, like, someone... I see an extra in the background I saw was on, like, a payphone, and, like, plugs his ear, looks at Brenda, and then just turns back into the phone. And I'm like, oh, honey... She goes back to his room, literally throws this random girl's <laughs> purse out the door and says, bye. And her name was Janie, was the random girl. Janie, random girl. We don't see her again. Nope. After that door shuts in her face, she's gone. But we do learn a li little bit about her, at least. We do. She apparently grew up across the street from Dylan. Yeah. And so they're like old friends. They met up, and I think she th probably thought there was something else going on there that night. Janie did. She was hoping for something. She was hoping for something, but Dylan was good, and he, he was just catching up with an old friend. Mm -hmm. Brenda does not like that, and mm -hmm. she doesn't believe him. She still thinks, is determined that something has happened. She tells Dylan that they should just get it over with. They should just do it. She basically orders him to just take off his clothes and says, we're doing this now. But she's very angry. Oh, it was not a it was not a nice moment. No, it was not a nice moment. They are she's very upset. Yeah. And possibly overreacting just a little bit. Brenda overreact? No. I would like to take a moment and compliment Shannon Doherty because that is phenomenal acting. Mm -hmm. To go from the happy go lucky to ready to kill Dylan. Just And then ready to be like, now let's do this. Do it. I, that, that woman, she was just a teenager yeah. when she actually recorded this. But wowzers. Mm -hmm. Well done. Yeah, very well done. And then the episode cuts away. Yeah. We don't see what happens until later. We don't yeah. find out. Nope. We just are left with, did they? Did they not? We don't know at this point. We don't know. So then back at the peach pit, we see, um, <laughs> go ahead. Back to the peach pit. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. 
Oh, I saw you about ready to explode. Oh my God, I let you get it out. We see the little kid, Curtis, watching Brandon. And Brandon opens the cash register to get change for a customer. And I noticed right away when I watched this through the first time again recently. And Curtis is just staring him, eyeing him. I was like, why? Why is Curtis watching him so carefully? And then I just kind of chalked it up to, he's a kid, whatever. Kids be kids. Kids just start watching things happen sometimes. And you don't know why. Mm -mm. They just do. So the scene cuts back over to the grandparents' house at the pool, and they're bringing out, like, snacks and drinks for everybody. They're coming out like, tequila! So I don't know if they were actually tequila drinks, but it wouldn't surprise me with these grandparents. No, not as cool as they seem. They are the They seem like the kind of ranked grandparents to be like, you know what, I know you guys are staying in a safe place, and because you're here, it's fine. So the, the pool is filled with people. So they invited the entire neighborhood, every young person around, yeah, over, and everybody's having a great time. Oh, yeah. Except David. Except David. Except David. Oh, yeah. But they are really enjoying having David and all of his friends over. Yeah. Steve is hitting on Kelly again, like, mm. trying so hard to... Which I admire the fact that he, he does seem to he's trying to do it kindly yeah. and respectfully mm-hmm. and he is still interested yes but he's also not being gross he's not being gross about it he's being mm-hmm. very sweet about it yes but she does you can't really tell at this point if she's receptive or not to that it's hard to tell hard to gauge that but the grandparents come and get david and tell him that he has some friends that just arrived hey when did your kids get in town Yesterday. last night Dylan, man, what's up? I would have invited you if I had known you were going to be in town. Yeah, Brenda, is there some place we can um, talk privately? I don't want to talk to you. Look, just go. You dropped me off. You did your duty. Now, thank you. Brenda, you're not being fair. Fair? I made a fool out of myself, and you turned me down. Now, that wasn't fair. I didn't turn you down. I just, I don't want to be pressured into it. Well, now you know how it feels, don't you? Such a big oof there. Big oof. And you know what, though? She was right. She's right. Because he was in the car at the beginning of the episode pressuring her into, let's do this and all that. Like, come on. She's like, I'm not sure if I'm ready. And he was pressuring her. And And so so suddenly she turned that table on him. And Men don't know how to react sometimes when women treat them like they treat women. Yeah. They don't always know how to deal with that. But, but yeah, that point of But that doesn't mean that Brenda oh. should have been pressuring him like that. No. But we do find out that it turns out he said no. Yes. They didn't actually do it. He yeah, they did not do it. We found that out. They left us hanging for a few minutes there, but yes, now we know. Now we know. And she apparently since so she knew where Kelly and Donna were staying because because Brandon, Brandon told her. Yep. She asks Dylan to drive her there. Because yeah. she has no money because she used it all trying to call to hotels. To... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now comes the most sad little heartbreaking moment to me of the entire episode. Mm-hmm. When David tells his grandparents he just wants to spend the time with his friends, not them. And then his friends are just being polite. The look on his grandparents' faces. Oh. My heart was crushed. I was also like, David! Shame on you, young man. So... <sighs> He, but this is also like the first time that we've kind of had an episode where David learned a lesson. Not yes. just David was the dorky freshman that kind of mm-hmm. made some things happen. He was actually like involved in the episode. He was. He was. He this. He did this. Yelled so, at his grandparents. David goes back out to hang out with Tuesday, and the girls, Kelly and Donna and Brenda are sitting there talking with David's grandma. Yeah. They seem to be really enjoying a conversation and learning from her wisdom of the years kind of thing. Yes, but she's also so cool and she's seen so much. Yeah. They're world travelers. Those are fun grandparents. Yes. And then we see Steve and Dylan enjoying getting advice from his grandpa. Yeah. And it's like, David, you're wrong. Your friends are actually really digging your grandparents. They're, They're kind pretty of cool having people. fun. So David and Tuesday are going upstairs because they don't want anything to do with down here because they he just got done telling off his grandparents. He doesn't see this conversation these conversations happening yet. No. So they go upstairs and start kissing. 
And you're thinking like, okay, so David's gonna get with a girl? And then she starts crying. She starts sobbing at him. Oh my goodness. Turns out she only went after him because he vaguely looks like her, sounds like, she said boyfriend, but it sounds more like ex-boyfriend. I think it's boyfriend that they had a fight and mm-hmm. that's what kind may... of, yeah. Yeah. And she was just gonna get with, well, the grace was when she told David, you remind me of him, but he's better looking. And then David's staying there like, oh, oh. <laughs> fun. <laughs> And because, of course, he's just told off his grandparents. Mm -hmm. He thinks all of his friends, or he's trying to make them his friends. He he thinks everyone's not having a good time. and They're just done with his grandparents. And he's the one who brought them here. And now he's got this girl who's kind of fun. But then it turns out that she was only with him because he looked like a different guy. Yeah. And now she doesn't want to be with him. So Tuesday leaves, and then David walks downstairs and realizes his friends really do like his grandparents. Mm -hmm. The whole group is sitting there with Grandma and Grandpa together, and they're giving them relationship advice that was very solid. So I thought that was super, super good. So we go back to the peach pit, and Brandon's closing up. He, you know, kind of clears everything out, and he looks around kind of like he's confused, almost like, is am I forgetting something? And then, nah, he leaves. He, But it turns out he did forget something. He forgets his wallet, so he has to come back inside. trying to rip me off? Are you going to turn me in? No, I'm going to call your parents. We don't have a phone. Don't lie to me. What's the matter with you? Are you one of those little brats who gets a kick out of stealing from people who try to be nice to you? What's your phone number, Curtis? We don't have one anymore. My mom and brother and me don't have a place to live right now. People give us spare change so we don't have to feel weird. Then I saw the money you had in the cash register. That's why I unlocked the window in the bathroom when I was here this afternoon. So when Brandon goes back inside, he saw little Curtis on a stool opening the cash register Mm -hmm. trying to steal money. And when he blew up at the kid, I was like, oh man, what? Because the kid kind of acts like a little bit of a brat. He is very, like, this isn't crispy enough. And not, like, complaining necessarily, but just kind of a kid. Kids, yeah. kids can be bratty sometimes, is what you think. And then he blows up, and he's all mad. And then it turns out that this little boy is homeless. Mm-hmm. And the change that they get begging on the streets his mom gives him because this place is inexpensive it's it's one of the cheapest places he can go and safely sit there and hang out while his mom is off trying to trying figure to out how work. to survive trying to probably work a very very low-paying job mm-hmm. and you know he's trying to just get money so that he can give it to his mom so they maybe have a little bit more yeah you know It's actually kind of sad and sweet at the same time. So I would like to interject here real quick that Jason Priestley, again, this is... These children, and he was a little older than some of the other teenage ones Mm -hmm. as an actor, but he was still a young man, very young man, young actor. To To go from this angry... And where he wasn't look overly angry, it was the perfect amount of angry towards his little boy mm-hmm. to so quickly to soften. And you can see that in his facial expression. Of that, which, like, oh. Yes. As Curtis is explaining, Brandon's holding the phone and holding Curtis up there. And you can just see his face go from just, I'm so mad at this kid, to, oh my goodness, you poor child. Mm-hmm. So he ends up making Curtis some food mm-hmm. and puts it into go bags and says, take this to your mom. And he tells him to come by anytime. And maybe he said, maybe we can help you guys out. Because yeah. he, I think he knows that if this little boy comes in with his mom and his brother saying that they need help, Nat will figure out a way to oh, help yeah. them. For sure. He'll figure out something. He'll give her a job. Probably, if she's looking for a job. Something. He'd, he'd do something. That's just kind of like that, and Brandon yeah. knows. So he tells him to come back, but bring this food to your family so that way you guys can eat. And then he gives him the friendship bracelet. Yes. When he tells Curtis to hold out your hand. Hold out your hand. Hold out your wrist or something like that. And Curtis yeah, is confused. Like, like, whatever. Why? 
he puts the bracelet on his wrist and he goes you're giving me your friendship bracelet and brandon just very casually just yeah i am because as you were saying earlier to a little kid a friendship bracelet is a big deal that so this little kid just that was that meant a lot to him that meant a lot to him and for this teenage boy who works at this restaurant that he always hangs out at this waiter to give him this friendship bracelet and give him food and say come back if you guys need help that's a big deal especially for this little boy and it's it was one of my favorite moments in the whole episode yeah just my teacher heart just melted a little bit at that (laughs) (laughs) for sure so the scene goes back to the grandparents house and there is the most wholesome game of charades happening. That was just so sweet. He Dylan's up and he's trying to, like, he's pointing to Brenda. He's, he's saying it's a movie and it's two words. And he just starts pointing at Brenda. And just pointing at Brenda. And everybody's just like, what? Like, what? And they're trying to, like, okay, so it's something about Brenda. And so they start talking, like, girl, or that girl, or, like, and they start throwing out options and stuff. Random things. And then eventually David's grandpa thinks of it. He goes, oh, pretty woman. Yeah. And Dylan, you know, does finger on the nose and, like, yes, you got it. And then they they pan over to Kelly and Donna, who are just, aww. (laughs) <laughs> Which is so the cute. sweetest thing. And even Brenda's kind of like, all right. <laughs> it was really cute. So then everyone kind of disperses and goes to, you know, have different little, like, some people go to the kitchen, some people go outside, whatever. Everyone kind of spreads out. Steve and Kelly are sitting there. And Steve kind of brings up earlier when they'd been talking about, should we go out again? Mm-hmm. And he says that... You know, like David's grandpa was saying, if you put all your feelings out there and you are honest and real with each other, then maybe it can work out. And he kind of had that like, you know, it sounds like maybe we kind of didn't do it right the first time. Let's try it again. He seems really like we should try to date again. So genuine. So genuine. Like he wants to date her again. Not like we should hook up. Yeah. But he wants to go out with her again. It's not like on BYOB where he just wanted to do the deed. Yes. He wanted to be with her as a person. Exactly. But then she's honest with him, with her real feelings, and she says... And he asks, do you want to go out again? She says, no. But she kisses him on the cheek. Oh, my heart just broke for Steve. And then she just leaves the room. And I think that that is exactly how that conversation needed to go. It is. Because I think Steve needed to not have, I don't know, it just wouldn't work out, and all of her excuses and conversations that... And also not to get his way. (laughs) And also to not get his way, because I think he needed... That conversation didn't need to end with Steve and Kelly getting together again. Nope. That's not what this Palm Springs trip is for. I think there was a reason that they ended up there with a couple of grandparents, which is something that some of them are probably not too familiar with, is hanging out with grandparents. So... It was a very much more wholesome weekend than they all went intending it to be. Which is good. Speaking of the grandparents, David goes and makes up with his grandparents. Yeah. He apologizes to them both and says that he was wrong. And that was a really sweet moment. Mm -hmm. Very tender moment between him and his grandma and grandpa. It was a very good reminder for me during that episode of remembering that, oh yeah, David's a year younger than all these kids. Mm -hmm. Think, everyone out there, listeners, think of back when you were a freshman. And everyone just kind of went, I'm guessing, and realized, yep. oh, yeah, we get it. Yep. So yep. he made that mistake, but then he apologizes. Yeah, that was really sweet. Yes. But then he says that he wants to bring Scott back the next weekend, and his grandparents are like, oh, no. They look so exhausted in that moment. Like, <laughs> they share this look. I feel that. <laughs> Then we see Dylan and Brenda talking out by the pool, and they're talking about their future, and they start teasing each other, and it's just very precious. It's very precious. They're laughing, and they're just having a, a wholesome good time, but also connecting and bonding. Mm-hmm. So we end the show back at the Walsh house, and Jim is telling Brandon how proud he is of him. He's been, you know, all of his friends were at Palm Springs this weekend. And he stayed home and worked and just was doing a good thing. Yeah. And he says, you know, I've been thinking a lot about it, and we would like to help you buy a car. And Which most teenagers would start jumping up and down like, thank you. 
But Brandon is suddenly very humble and realizing how lucky he is. And he says that he'd be fine having an old beater like Mondale again. Mm -hmm. Because he doesn't need a fancy car. Yeah. And he's suddenly realizing how, how lucky he is and how he has everything he needs. Yeah. He has everything he needs and a little bit more than that. Yeah. He has things he wants, you know, that aren't needs. Whereas there are people out there that don't even have what they need. Curtis came into his life at just the right mm-hmm. time. And I think this whole episode was a lot about perspective. The perspective yes. of how you see a person may not be what their situation is. And sometimes it can cause you to reflect on some of your own traits. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's the episode. That's the whole episode. It was All a right. really good one. It was. It was a really good episode. I enjoyed it. Is it ratings so, time? It's ratings time, Annabelle. All right. On a 10 peach scale. On our 10 peach scale. I think I'm going to rate this one. I think this one's a solid eight for me. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Because I really enjoyed that there was kind of one big lesson, even though mm-hmm. some of the individual characters learned them sli- learned it in slightly different ways, but all the characters kind of learned the same lesson about knowing, understanding someone else's perspective, walk a mile in someone else's shoes, whatever, yeah. however you want to phrase it. And I really enjoyed that. But at the same time, it also, it could have been our first opportunity to have the whole gang in one place at one time. And we had most of them. Most of them. Most of them. Everyone except for Brandon and Andrea were mm-hmm. in, on screen at one point in time all together. Oh, can't wait till the day when they're all there together for I real. I can't wait. And I'm, I'm sure it's going to have to be like a big moment because they're yeah. kind of building up to it a lot now. For sure, for sure. But I definitely really like this episode, so it's a solid eight for me. Nice. How about you? What do you rate this one out of ten peaches? On a true ten peach scale, you know, I really liked this one too. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to also be an eight on this one. We're a solid eight. We're in a agreement. solid eight. I, I liked that they addressed the sex part of the conversation for Brenda and Dylan, mm-hmm. but they also addressed that it's okay to not... Be ready. Have sex and not be ready. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have a relationship and not go all the way. Yeah. And it, it's they showed positive ways that a relationship can grow and develop. Yeah. And using those mm-hmm. grandparents as an example, I think, was really yes. fun. I loved the dynamics of the grandparents there. I wouldn't say it was all the way up to a nine. No, definitely not. No. But there are some things, like you were saying, having Andrea in it more... Some of that kind of stuff could have mm-hmm. made it better, would have bumped it up more in my mind. But it was a really fun episode, yeah. and I really enjoyed it, so it does get that eight. For sure. Apparently, the viewers who rated on IMDb don't all agree with us. Oh, really? This one has an average of a 6.9. Oh, wow. So, It's not know, super... Not super low, but not super high either. Hmm. Yeah. They just didn't like it as much as us, I guess. Yeah. Sucks to be them. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for a teaser for next week, I am Annabelle? definitely ready for a teaser for next week. You're going to have so many questions after this. It's going to be wonderful. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. Everybody, it's Mo Fixer! Hey, fellas! Hey, there's plenty of seats available. Just keep your hands off mine, you know what I mean? Hey, well, that's not what you said last week. Yeah, well, lies it in the windows will get you everywhere. <laughs> Brenda Walsh. I knew her when. She's really out there. What on earth was that? Was that 90210? Yeah. Who were those people? Brenda and that didn't Dylan. Sound, that didn't sound like them, though. I can't wait. There's going to be so much to talk about next week. All right. Well, we'll have to see you guys next week. <laughs> when we go back to the beach pit. Thanks to Pixabay.com for their royalty-free music, where we found our theme song by the Caffeine Creek Band.